0: Is it really gold?
1: Um Are you recording now? Yep. Oh I, Hi, sc- I see that. Hi Mike.
0: How are you doing on this fine Tuesday evening?
1: Um it's Tuesday already. Man. Uh I'm I'm doing I'm doing well. Um I'm I'm home. It's not too the weather's kind of nice. Um Yeah. Yeah, I'm doing I'm I'm doing well. Yeah, I'm home and the weather's nice, that's, that's what I have to that's, say. That's great. How are
0: you? How yep. are you? Uh, I'm doing alright. I woke up with a stiff neck. Why? why? I, I don't know, I guess I slept wrong. Okay. Because that's a thing that happens from time to time, so... It's been an interesting day trying to get around. Did you have like to, like, Mr. hold Roboto. your neck,
1: like... Yeah, are you, like, holding your neck all, like, crooked-wise, or...?
0: Um, for the most part, I didn't... I've I've been trying not to turn my neck, like, I from time to time just to like exercise it but generally if someone talks to me and i have to turn it's my entire body that's turning so
1: okay that'd be bad if you like broke your waist too because then like you couldn't even just rotate your torso you'd have to like constantly just rotate your entire body
0: i mean at that point i'd probably ask her like uh, i don't know like a, a wheelchair or something i don't know
1: it hurt my neck that's why i need this wheelchair
0: yeah and then i could do like wheelies in it and turn around to people
1: really can you do a... Wh- well, yeah, I, gu- I guess you could. I, I Don't most wheelchairs have, like, wheels on the back, though, to prevent you from falling backwards?
0: Uh, either that or the wheels are, like, just big enough that you can't do that. But then you can modify it, like, if it were, like, a hoopty car.
1: A, st- a stunt stunt chair?
0: Yeah, exactly. I could put rockets on it.
1: You ever watch any, like, uh, wheelchair sports? No. I didn't know that was a
0: thing. I mean, I know it was a thing, but not, like, advertised thing.
1: N- oh, yeah, totally. Or, like, sled hockey. You ever see that? No, What? No. Yes, what is so, sled hockey? Uh, so sled hockey is, um, they play it um, I believe they play it at the, uh, at the Paralympic Games. Um, it's uh, it's basically um, you sit, the players sit on this sled, sledge. It's basically like a giant sort of like ice skate, right? Like you sit on it, and it's like a, you know, a skate underneath. And they hold, um, uh, Kind of, it looks like the bladed part of a hockey stick one in each hand um, you know not like a full stick you know it's got the blade and then it curves up and there's a handle one in each hand and they have like uh, basically what they'll do is they'll use those sticks kind of almost like short little ski poles um, to maneuver around the ice uh, and then they'll shoot and pass the puck around with you know one or both uh, sticks in each hand um, it's really crazy. Like the upper body strength needed to do it uh, is far beyond what my meager muscles could ever manage. It's uh, you should you should do a Google. Uh, everybody listening, Google sled hockey. Uh, it's really cool. Um, yeah, that's o- what I have to o- say about sled Olympic hockey. Olympic sport,
0: sled hockey. Got it. Yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, it's um, it's really cool. Um, so yeah, so, that's, uh, that's... yeah. It's so. <laughs> why why are we
0: recording? <laughs> let's, um, let's start well, there.
1: Well, several several months ago, uh, you said to me, you said, Hey, um, do you want to record a podcast with me? And I said, Yes, sure. Uh, and then um, we never did. So here we are several months later, um, and we're doing it now. Um, I don't have a... L-
0: logical reason as to why we never started recording it was it's mostly just like uh well i want to have this that and some other things put all together first and then i don't know tonight we just decided well, let's just do it and yeah, see so what the hell happens
1: that's that's what i'm here for um yep.
0: to just to just do it
1: yeah i mean uh, well it's uh, oh, you know that, like with anything else starting a new habit or you know starting anything is difficult uh overcoming that inertia uh, that uh, that crushing, sort of overbearing darkness that just seeps in at the edges of your vision and just makes you think, like, ah, it would be so much easier just to just lay here and do nothing. Uh, but I have to get up and m- find the motivation to do something, anything, to, you know, distract me from the dreary drudgery of my day-to-day existence. Um, so I totally understand not wanting to, you know, jump out of record. You had to let a few few months of self-doubt and, you know, despair creep in uh, until finally, it just got so unbearable that you were just like, Ah, I will throw off these shackles of whatever and uh, turn on my microphone and record a podcast.
0: Yeah, that's exactly what happened.
1: Right, so the shackles like of despair verbatim. have been thrown off. We have cast off. Um, we have We have broken the bounds of that which would otherwise contain us. And here we are, live on the air, to talk about...
0: What what is this podcast about?
1: Well, um I don't know what you were originally uh planning on talking about. Um but
0: that that was one of the shackles of despair.
1: Right, yeah. Um but um uh, I think we had you and I had been discussing um had been talking over the past couple of weeks about uh, uh my fa- well one of my favorite uh, uh pastimes which is uh now, uh, what everybody has a podcast about video games uh because the world needs another podcast uh, of two dudes uh talking about video games so we decided that we were going to give it to them
0: yeah i uh you and myself we've known each other for years at this point and we've
1: 9 we years we both have
0: 9 years this is this is correct that's, that's uh, kind of scary i don't want to think about it uh we both have a a certain affinity toward video games uh it's almost like for us, it's a second job. Whoa! I
1: don't get paid to play video
0: games. I didn't mention would, anything about pay. There are certain you, jobs you get no pay for. So. Would you?
1: Would you want to be paid? Uh, so it, would you? Would you do? Would you take a job? Um, yes. Would okay? You would. I don't think I would.
0: <laughs> a job. That required you to play video games?
1: Or, or develop them, or work on them, or be somehow involved in, a, in, in, in video games in a, in a professional capacity.
0: I think I would. Depending on the job. Like, QA tester? Mm, I don't know. But something a little bit more involved? Possibly. I, uh, yeah, I think I would consider it.
1: I, yeah, I don't think I would. Because I feel like I, I like my hobbies to be separate from my work. Uh, because as soon as something becomes work then it's work and then it stops being fun
0: true but i feel like the world of video games is so vast there's so many different genres and you know topics that can be covered that it, it can almost feel like a different hobby like you know you could work on a sports game and come home to play bioshock or something like that and even though, yes, you're doing the same task, it's two very different worlds that you can immerse yourself in.
1: Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, maybe, maybe there's that part of it, but I feel like, yeah, I don't know. That is a good point. I, I mean, I work with computers now, and sometimes I come home. I'm like, uh, if it, if this, thing, if it plugs into the wall and gets electricity, I don't want to look at it uh, because I do that all day. Uh, so give me this book, um, or give me these sticks or rocks, and I will entertain myself with those.
0: I was gonna say you don't use your toaster or microwave, any of that stuff when you get home. Um. Well, I, because you did say if it if it plugs into the wall and gets electricity, right? Maybe right, a, yeah. What about a lamp? Lamps have done nothing to you. Yeah. And I mean, now you're segregating point.
1: them. No. Yeah. That's a good point. It's a good point. Uh, maybe then, uh, more like if it has a screen, um, I'll say uh, that might sum up my feelings a little bit uh, more accurately on it. If it has a screen, like I don't want to look at it. Um. That's fair, and you know, obviously
0: eye fatigue and all that stuff, or just general... Like, eye fatigue. W-
1: Gotta get my gunner glasses. Yep. Gunner... Uh, sponsor. Get my blue... Yeah, go take out some <laughs> podcast ads. Get some yep. blue blockers. Uh, They're not a sponsor. We have like, no sponsors. Zero sponsors. No, every... no. You're not being... Believe believe me, listeners, uh, we are not being paid to give you any of these opinions. No nope. money is considering our pops. That being said, uh, sponsorship opportunities are available, uh... We, so, we do have
0: a number of blocks available uh yeah this we month, could we could just the pause it. we could just pause the podcast right now and talk about harry's uh shaving cream
1: ah uh, i have uh, yeah no we'll, we'll give you some razors you like audiobooks we'll hook you up with an audible subscription um geez. cars for kids
0: well, that's a good one cars for kids is everywhere
1: cars for kids sponsors podcasts
0: uh i mean we could probably get them too it's just it's money
1: we could ta- I'm not going to sing the jingle now, because I'm not giving them free advertising. I, um, I agree with that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, totally. Uh, we have uh, every conceivable block you could want, it's open. So yep. uh, operators are standing by. Um, Man, yeah, this so is, I, this I, is I, I,
0: great content.
1: Well, I, so I think, yes. Um, well, specifically in the past couple weeks, month or so... Um, uh, we've, been, we have,
0: we've been talking a lot more about video games and getting into, like, broader discussions about them. Uh, and I think it it just came down to, instead of just talking about it, why don't we just record it since we have... Why we don't do we have
1: still talk about it and then see if other people want to listen to it?
0: Yeah. And, you know, I asked some people and they were like, sure, they'd be down to listen to that. Really? To, to Yeah. Uh, I don't know why. I mean... Uh, hearing my own voice makes me cringe at times So I don't know why other people would want to hear it I like your voice mm, It's very nasally
1: I mean mine is too I've got a real nasal sort of whine um, Kind of a rasp to my voice That it's
0: new? You have that New Yorker voice
1: You know it's funny um, uh, It depends on who I'm talking to uh, When I talk to other uh, native New Yorkers It tends to come out a lot more I think because I hear it back And my brain subconsciously like switches modes um but i don't live in new york anymore i'm up in new england now um
0: that's next to alaska right
1: yeah yeah um yep next where you just go through the northwest passage it's like right there okay um yeah only uh, a couple of hours away yeah i mean seriously you just you hop in your kayak you go down the river we're right up yeah we're there um but when i talk to people uh up where i am um uh, sometimes it comes out more than other times. Sometimes people are saying, oh, I don't really notice you have an accent. And then I'll say something like, oh, yeah, uh, I need a uh, a glass of ice water and a hot coffee. And they're like, uh, I say that word again? I'm like, which word? And they're like, you know, the thing that comes out of the tap. I say water, and they're like, oh, God, they cringe. <laughs> or coffee. Coffee. Or su- Super Mario Brothers. You know, there's a video game. That, hey, we've we've got our first one up. First one on the board, Super Mario Brothers. Did you play Super Mario Brothers, the original?
0: Uh, I did. That was probably the first game that I was uh, hooked on, I would say. That, that wasn't the first game I actually played. I played games on the Atari and the ColecoVision and all that, but uh, my own first like personal console was the NES, and Mario was definitely one of the first games on there.
1: I remember the day my family got a Nintendo Entertainment System. My parents brought it home, um, or I guess my dad brought it home. I think he got it at work. He worked in uh, New York City. Uh, I don't know where he got it. Somewhere. Uh, he brought it home from work one day. And we plugged it into the TV, the one TV that we had in the living room, um, and we pl- turned it on, and it was my sister and I played it. Um, I We did two-player. I was Mario, um, and she played it as Luigi, and my brother was too young. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, I believe uh, I played first, uh, and I ran straight into the first Goomba on World 1-1 and died immediately, um, and then it passed to my sister, um, and she had the benefit of uh, watching my failure, uh, so she figured out you can jump, so she jumped over the Goomba. I don't think she squashed it, um, and th- but this next, this next bit is like one of the clearest memories I have of my childhood. Um, it's of my sister jumping up and hitting the, uh, mushroom block there in 1-1, one one, and the mushroom comes out, and she jumps and she gets that, and she becomes Super Luigi, you know, she becomes bigger. Um, and I remember, I remember she exclaims, uh, look what I can do, uh, because Luigi was Super Luigi, uh, and that's like, well, probably one of my earliest childhood memories in general, but certainly my earliest, uh, like, memory of playing a video game was me, uh, watching my sister as luigi become you know super luigi did
0: you play it around the time of release
1: um well i was old enough to play it and my sister was old enough to play it my brother wasn't so it probably would have been sometime in the early 90s um okay. so probably yeah so not not at release um we probably got an NES. yeah early 90s um we we, we didn't have on a you know um uh, at release, but I remember once. Also, once we got one, I had an older cousin um, who was a big uh, not gamer or whatever. But he also had a Nintendo, uh, an NES, uh, and he really liked Zelda. Um, and I think one day he came over to visit. And we hung out, and he brought Zelda with him uh, and showed me Zelda. And I was like, "Holy, holy moly!" I was like, "I need this game." Uh, at some point then, Zelda was in the house. I forget how we got it. I had the gold cartridge. I think we might have gotten it at, like, a garage sale or something. Um, because I remember the cart didn't work super great. Like, it frequently would, um, uh, just, like, not save your progress. Or you, you start over, you had to, like, you know, uh, blow into the cart a lot. Which I know you're not supposed to do, but I was, like, six, so what did I know? Um... And, uh, yeah, I remember that, I remember, like, the text would be all garbled on the title screen, but man, uh, I loved, uh, the original Legend of Zelda. Um, and I must have beat that first dungeon, oh, I don't know, 76,000 times, uh, because it would frequently just erase my progress. Um, but at the time, I, (laughs) I didn't realize that there was something, like, wrong. I just thought, oh, this must just be how this game works, you know, what did I know? Because every time I start Mario Brothers, you know, you start over, so why would zelda be any different you know the concept of a save file didn't really exist uh for me um so i was like okay yeah so like i remember like sitting down to play and be like all right this is the time i'm gonna play it i'm gonna beat all the dungeons like the concept of you know quote unquote beating a game didn't really enter my mind Uh, but i'm gonna beat all the dungeons so i would like you know beat the first one and then go to the island we have to like walk down into the mouth of the tree and beat that one and remember which you know which cave I had a which part of the wall I had a bomb open to get to the cave, and which bush I had to burn with a candle and all that crap. And I remember that, reflecting that
0: game was insanely difficult well, for a it, child.
1: Well, I think I think it's yeah, uh, actual- like having like.
0: You didn't there was no guide there was no internet to go on there was nothing it was literally just like I'm just going to bomb this random tree and see what happens and oh there's a dungeon behind it
1: awesome Oh yeah I mean it was totally like you know my cousin would come over and we'd hang out and play and he'd be like oh do you know about like this and I'd be like no what he'd be like okay so if you leave from the start and you go uh you know you go up one and then there's the you know from the start you go up one and then there's that that green uh, cavey zone with the entrance on the bottom and the exits west and east and the rock in the middle and you go up towards the west end side to bomb the wall and you, you know all this like it's like oh yeah okay let me just remember how to get to all these places um, you know but yeah it's not like they were like guides I don't know that it was so much hard I mean in terms of like physical dexterity and reaction time um, to play it like certainly there were parts where I could like, get overwhelmed as a child but I think it was more uh, inscrutable, really, than anything else. Like you said, like there's not, there wasn't really a lot of direction. There's not like guides I could have looked at. Um, but even if there were at the time, you know, it's not like I would have, you know, thought to use them. That's not how I engaged with you know video game playing at the time. Um, but yeah, Zelda was uh, man, I loved that game growing up. Um, I, I never, I never got. I liked that game.
0: I never got like big into the first Zelda and the second Zelda was just so different. I didn't I didn't really like it. For me, it was a link to the past like that was the one that really like gripped Brad me Jim. into the, yeah into the into the whole franchise
1: So I never played a link to the past on the SNES. Um, I skipped I, I, I basically I skipped over the SNES for the most part. Um, And uh, because in the mid '90s, um, early to late, like late early '90s, I would say we got our first PC in the house, uh, and I start playing a lot of PC games. Um, our neighbor, uh, the high school kid named John, uh, who I don't know, knew how to pirate software, threw like Doom and Hexen on that PC, and I'm in there in like fourth grade playing these. Uh, insane, you know, for me at the time like, you know, 3D games and, you know, I was like, man my Nintendo never did this Uh, I've got a rocket launcher and I'm shooting this demon, this is wicked cool Um, you know playing like early first person shooters, my cousin had Wolfenstein on his, not the same cousin as Zelda another cousin had Wolfenstein on his computer at home, Um, so for most of the 90s I wound up playing a lot of PC games Uh, and it wasn't until, I mean I had an N64 I played a lot of Star Fox and Zelda, basically. Uh, but it wasn't until, like, PS2 um, that I started really getting back heavily into, like, console games. Um, but so what What about Link to the Past like, drew you in? Was it, you know, like, did you get an SNES to play Link to the Past? Or did you have an SNES and you're like, oh, I'll try the Zelda thing? Or, like, what was it so- about it?
0: I had an SNES, but I actually didn't have Zelda. Uh, It was my cousin. I I remember specifically being. Everybody's
1: got that cousin.
0: It was the cousin all the cool games. Yeah, I remember being at my grandfather's house, and we were both staying over there because he was watching us, and he had his Super Nintendo with him. I didn't bring mine, and he had Zelda and put it on, and just the how different the world was. Like, it had the same like. Concept and idea of the first Zelda, but it was so it was so much more broad. And obviously, you know, back then the the sixteen bit of colors and all these other things. And for me, like the Super Nintendo was the first. I would actually I would say it's probably like my favorite console. Really, there's so many good games on it that like I remember. The, the, my fondest memories are mostly from the Super Nintendo. Hmm. Okay. What
1: are the games like? Like. Like did it for you. Super,
0: Super Mario World. Mario. Uh, Mario. Um. Star York. Fox. F Zero. Pilot Wings. Uh. Castlevania. There was so like so many different games that uh that I loved playing, and when I heard about the the SNES Classic, I was like, that's something that I have to get. Like, obviously, you can, you know, pirate these games and and easily acquire them if you want to call it that, but. The feel of like that authentic controller, you know, comes directly from Nintendo. Uh, I still have my Super Nintendo that is uh, no longer gray; it's yellow now because that was one of the things that happened. the The paint just turned yellow. It didn't mean it was dirty or anything. It's just over time that it, it just changed. Right, right. Uh, so I'm very excited for the SNES
1: Classic. Do, are you? Did you? Did you pre-order one? Are you getting
0: one of those? Uh, so I tried. So
1: you walmart, and everybody else on the planet yeah walmart was the
0: only company to come out uh, it was a friday night at like eleven forty-five, to say hey pre-orders are open for the snes classic and i jumped on it um i ordered one and then i texted a friend of mine who i know you know he he hunted for the the nes classic with me as well and i texted him i was like pre-orders are live by the time he got to it it was already shut down and i was like all right great and then the waiting game because it won its walmart at Walmart, I never have, you know, successful ordering from them. Something always happens. Uh, and two, it was just weird that no one else had this up for pre-order. So I, I didn't have high hopes for this to, to follow through. And lo and behold, they contact, contacted every single person and said, hey, sorry, we didn't mean to do that. And canceled everybody's orders mm, great. With, no, with no, like, it was just like, hey, sorry, we didn't mean to do it. It was a system error. They didn't give you, like, a $5 gift card or anything like that. They were like, nope, sorry, they didn't mean to do it. Wait till next time. But, I mean, you know, a lot of retailers have said they're going to carry it. Um, Nintendo has said that they're going to have more stock available, but it's still going to be limited because it's supposed to be like a a special product. It's not going to be something that they're they're just going to continuously be selling. So, it's still going to be hard to get. Um, I have a number of alerts set up for when it goes live, so uh but yeah snes it's definitely my my favorite console that's the one that i have the the most fond memories you know hanging out with my uncle i remember one time we uh he he had one and he had pilot wings i didn't have it i love that game love mm-hmm. it and he had to go out for something my uncle is probably like five or six years older than me and okay. he was like he had to go out and he told me uh, we, this is when i was young uh probably even before the teens and he's like don't go in my room like he wanted his privacy because he was a teenager so you know he was going through that weird phase that all teenagers go through
1: right and i'm like okay fine. and all that stuff
0: exactly yeah right (laughs) and uh so he leaves of course what do i do i go in his room I start playing pilot wings at like the second he left absolutely and i'm playing and i'm loving it amazing he comes back home and I'm out of his room at this point, And he goes, "Did you go in my room?" And I'm like, "No, of course not." Of course not. No. He comes out with a tape recorder.
1: Oh my god!
0: And had me recorded playing the game. Like he had the sounds in the in it, and I was just like, "Oh my god!" But it was a little like those fond memories of growing up, you know, with video games. That's that's why like for me, they're so important. Like they're. They're essentially like a part of my life that that will almost never go away because you know you have the real world you have everything going on in the real world you know there's a lot of negative in the news and all of that you know there are negative things that happen to everybody. Video games for me is like that outlet. Uh, people watch TV, they go to the movies, they you know go out to dinner every day, go drinking, whatever it is. For me, video games are my outlet where I can just be immersed in this world and not have to think about things that are going on outside.
1: So would you say you play video games primarily for escapism?
0: Um, enjoyment, escapism, yeah, I definitely would. It's it it helps me to to kind of like reset almost okay. where I'm not surrounded by all these negative things and I can just like I can I can live in a world that is obviously thought up by somebody else but you make it your own you make it what you want it to be especially in like uh, MMOs or massive multiplayer games yep. uh, they they're made for that reason like you're entering a whole other world surrounded by people who I you thought you were going
1: to break into uh, a whole new world there for a second mm, I I was trying to hold off I, I didn't mm. want to you, you know should've. I don't I don't want to br- I don't
0: want to break out the singing you, skills I don't know you if wanna, the, the You want to rewind and that. try that again? I don't not at all that would be extremely embarrassing, and I can't sing, and that would be terrible. Alright. Anyway, um, but yeah, like so. So growing up, you know, uh, I was. Pro- you said that you were a, you know, you you changed over into a PC person. You were playing a lot of PC games. Oh, yeah. I never really got into that. I was always a console person. You know, I had a I had a Nintendo. I had a Super Nintendo. I had a Sega Genesis. I had a Sega Master System. Like. N64, all of these different systems, I had them. Be- and I didn't get into PCs until much later in life. Uh, but even still, like now, console releases always get me excited because that's like my bread and butter. And especially, like, even nowadays, you know, you, back then, there were all of the exclusives. Like, every console had their exclusives, they had their their pet mascot and whatnot. And you know, that doesn't really exist anymore. There are exclusives for consoles, but a lot of them are, are uh they end up like timed exclusives and no longer like console exclusive. Sonic um, the Hedgehog. Sonic the Hedgehog is everywhere now. He's on your iPhone, he's on your Android, he's on your <laughs> PS four, your Xbox, he's on your PC. Like that game is literally everywhere. And I think that comes out in like it's either this week or next week, actually. Wait, there's a Sonic game coming out. Sonic Mania is what? coming out.
1: I just said Sonic the Hedgehog. I didn't know. The no, nope, they're Sonic they're,
0: they're they're making a new. So the guy that redid, um, he had made like a custom Sonic game. He oh, wrote. this is
1: the guy who made the fan thing, and Sega so was like, "Wow, this looks better than whatever the, hot Sonic garbage we've been doing." You want to yep, come this, more, is, oh, this okay. is better than anything
0: we've done in <laughs> okay, years. So. Okay. okay. Uh, They hired him, and they're actually making a brand new game, but in the vein of the old Sonic games. It's called Sonic Mania. Uh, So it's going to be... It's 2D Um, slash 3D. 2.5D? 2.5D, yes, exactly. It comes out August 15th.
1: Wow. That's in like two weeks.
0: Literally two weeks. Literally two weeks from today. So uh, I'm really excited for that because that, again, one, we know it's going to be a good game. Like this guy knows how to make games. I mean, this guy knows how to make games. How do we know that? What's uh, What's on his resume? He's worked on the remasters of Sonic 1, Sonic 2. Uh, I think he might have done Sonic 3 as well.
1: Were those games good games? Um, people I enjoyed them. them. Okay, all right. I like Sonic games. I my, So a different cousin of mine had a Genesis, and I used to play Sonic at her Wait, house. Wait, is this a different cousin from the other cousin that was different from the other cousin? This third third cousin, yep. She had a Genesis. Okay. We used to play Genesis at her house. I played Sonic there. Um, that game was okay, uh, but I remember she also, I think, had uh, the Looney Tunes game. Was it Looney Tunes or was it was it a Disney game? Uh, I know they're totally different like sets of characters. She had some other game for NES, and I liked that one more. I used to play that one more.
0: Um, Isn't that uh, DuckTales?
1: Mm, that? I, I mean, there was DuckTales.
0: A, there was a DuckTales, but it might not. There been was that. a DuckTales,
1: but yeah, um, something something else. Yeah, um, I never had. So I never had any Sega consoles as a kid, but uh, Sega. Is what got me. It was the first console I bought since like the end. We had an SNES, but I didn't play it too much. Yeah, the the Dreamcast was like the the kind of the console that got me back onto the console side of things. I was like lined up waiting for a Dreamcast uh, that that year, 1999. Um, that was uh, yeah. I really want. I really wanted Soul Calibur. Um, the, so the SNES was my
0: favorite console of all time, but the Dreamcast was the best console of all time. Whoa, I mean... It had so many good games
1: that people pirated the shit out of them. Did they pirate them because there were so many, or because it was so easy? Uh, Probably a combination of both. Like,
0: let's be honest, if you had a console, if you uh-huh. had a CDX... Uh-huh. And it was so easily piratable. Uh-huh. Would you actually do it?
1: Um...
0: No, because no one had a CDX, and the games were terrible.
1: My friend, I played a CDI at my friend's house. I played
0: Road. Oh, Rash. CDI. Yeah, I keep yeah. saying CDX.
1: It's okay. I have I thought that the having to plug the controllers into the other controllers and one giant daisy chain was a little weird. That thing was just terrible. I mean. Anyway, back to the Dreamcast. <laughs> <laughs> I liked the VMU. I thought that
0: was pretty dope. VMU was awesome because it was like the, the Tamagotchi of its time.
1: Um, I liked that when I was playing Soul Calibur, it put a cool like, pixel art rendition of my fighter on the VMU screen. And when I pressed the attack button, uh, he would do a little attack animation.
0: I liked the VMU because with Sonic Adventure... You could raise I- your Yep, you had your little chow, and that's what I meant by the Tamagotchi thing. You'd actually raise this thing, and it would, and when you plugged it back into your controller, you'd see your raised pet on there.
1: Right, right. Yeah, that, man, that was cool. Yeah. Now, we ha- just, now we've just got the World of Warcraft mobile app, and uh, you know, send my guys out on garrison missions, and you know, everything. Would, would safe you in the even cloud. consider that in the same vein as a Tamagotchi? Uh, I never had a time. I got so I don't. Right. My understanding is it's basically you can look at it. You know, there's not really too much interactivity. There's just barely enough of like a sort of nagging reminder system to force engagement um, over uh, a period of time. Which sounds exactly like World of Warcraft Garrison uh, and Class Hall missions to me.
0: Yeah, I mean, well, the Class Hall. All right. So, quick step back. World Here of Warcraft. Go. Yep. We're gonna talk about it because we have to.
1: World of it Warcraft
0: is is a game that i've played since i played it since 2008 okay uh i think you've played it a little bit before me
1: Mm, oh five i think is when i got in.
0: yeah um mmo rpg massive game uh it's been out since 2004 so uh, massive massive um for me I love the game. I wouldn't call it my favorite game of all time, anything like that. But it. Oh it,
1: really? Well, what would you call your favorite? Okay, before we get into World of Warcraft, what are your top favorite? Oh games? Oh my god! No, top, we're not. We're not five. doing this. You no. don't have to rank them. Just give me five games. Oh you don't have to rank them. I'm not asking for your favorite. Give me top five.
0: Ocarina of Time has to be on there. Okay. Me. All right. Um, Super Mario World, Link to the Past. Okay. Um. God. Uh. The division. No, I'm just kidding.
1: Oh wow, there you go. Dark horse. <laughs> um, I, uh, I don't know. I can't do this. Do you have a? Do you have your list? Um, yeah, I would say, um, World of Warcraft. Uh, World of Warcraft might be my favorite game of all time, all things considered. Um. Uh, it's hard to judge games like, you know, World of Warcraft, so World of Warcraft is on there. Um, Starcraft is on there. And you can't really do an apples-to-apples comparison on those two, but they're both on that list. Uh, World of Warcraft, Starcraft, um, the original Legend of Zelda. Um. I guess I could put World of Warcraft on mine. I've played it
0: enough. Like, I, I, I hate saying that it's a favorite game of mine, but I... In reality, it really is because I've dedicated so much time to it.
1: Um, what other games? Um, I mean, there, there's certainly other ones. I'd have to, you know, th- those are the ones that immediately jump to mind. Yeah. Um, uh, probably Diablo 2 I'm realizing this list is like extremely Blizzard heavy. Um yep.
0: Well, that's the thing. Blizzard. Blizzard is a is a development company that was made by people who just like to play games. You know, it's not a it's not a huge conglomerate, or maybe it is now, but. You know, at the time, StarCraft, Warcraft, Diablo—these are these are just games that these guys wanted to play, and they ended up being these massive blockbuster hits.
1: What about um, Rock and Roll Risen? Mm,
0: I mean, not every company is perfect every single time.
1: Sometimes you have to. Oh wait, nope, sorry. Uh, Rock and Roll Racing, not Blizzard. Oh wait, yeah, that is Blizzard. Uh,
0: I think it is. Yeah, I mean, isn't isn't that also the Lost Dwarves? Uh, Lost Vikings is a different. Or Lost Vikings. Yeah, there you go. Uh, yeah. Um, Again, not everything is a mess. of it like Lost Vikings is on SNES, that was made by Blizzard, but I I know I never played it.
1: What other games might be on my list? Yeah, I don't know. Those are up there, those are the ones that immediately spring to mind Probably because of their uh, I'm probably mostly going Based on like, influence here Um, Zelda kind of like, showed me I think uh, Mario was a fun sort of like Test of like, dexterity and skill um, And Zelda was Certainly challenging in in those Ways in some aspects, um, but Uh, More so that, like, I had not considered, you know, prior to that, you know, I make Mario run left to right across the screen. I can't go back on the screen. Um, You know, it's pretty whatever. Zelda was kind of just like, ah, whatever. Like, here's this thing. Uh, Here's a map in the manual. You can, like, fill in some notes. And, like, it kind of, like, opened my young mind up into the idea of, like, you know, what a video game, like, could be or or should be or or might be. Um, And, like you said, kind of helped me, like, um, kind of allowed me to sort of, like, paint my own um, thing, uh, paint my own sort of, like, picture uh, in the game, um, as opposed to, you know, uh, some of the more, like... Oh, Tetris. Yeah, Tetris is great. I love Tetris. Let me throw that on there. Um, uh, the more, like, straightforward... stuff Dr. Mario was uh, probably Mario one for me. Good.
0: Yeah, that, um, that was a huge game
1: in my childhood. Yeah, but, okay, so Tetris versus, like, Zelda, a great, like, Tetris is... Pretty, it's like a game of skill, right? It, it's like a, a like a... Like a challenge, whereas Zelda is much more... It, it's a, it I mean, the, Tetris yeah. is
0: like a strategy game almost. Like You have to strategize your next moves. You have to think ahead, like two or three moves. Almost like chess. Right. In a different way. And Zelda was just like, here's this guy who's going to walk around with a sword and shield, and you got to figure out how to save a princess.
1: Right. Um, StarCraft was... So we had a PC, and I was playing a lot of Command & Conquer Red Alert. Uh, Another real-time strategy game. Loved that game. I was also a big Star Wars fan as a kid. One day, a friend of mine says, "Uh, you have to see this game. I said, what is it? He goes, it's called StarCraft. I said, okay. He's like, it's like that Command & Conquer Red Alert game. I said, right. He's like, but also Star Wars. And I said, I need to see this game. Uh, So, StarCraft... um, I'm assuming if you're listening to this, you know what StarCraft is, but uh, on the off chance you don't... Never heard of it. Uh, you dig this up in a time capsule in the year 3000. Uh, StarCraft was a... Uh, it's a real-time strategy PC game uh, developed by Blizzard, released in 96, I think. Um, and it was uh, originally... Um, it, it was not their first RTS franchise. They already had WarCraft, which started life as a real-time strategy series. Uh, but StarCraft was uh, based on that originally, but kind of evolved into its own thing, um, and I lo- I loved real time strategy at the time. I loved the sci fi bent to it. Uh, but Starcraft was the first game that I can remember playing um, that really sort of opened up video games from prior prior to that being like a like a solitary pursuit, something I would do like you know on my own in my spare time to like okay I'm gonna come home from school uh, and I'm gonna log on to Battle.net uh, USDs Gateway uh, and you know connect um, uh, connect to like a whole worlds of like other players and like there's matchmaking and you know there's this this giant player pool and i you know played that game for years Uh, that was like the only game i would play um custom maps you could do i got into like making the map making tools that game really opened up uh like uh, opened up gate that was games on the internet for me um, in a way that I hadn't done before. I played multiplayer stuff before. Uh, I played Descent multiplayer a lot, like directly dialing my friend's phone numbers so that we could like play over the phone line together. Um, but not in like... N- n- not like this. So much so that I felt like completely spoiled. When I would play like other PC games... Um, yeah, I don't know if you remember when, like, you know, like, games didn't implement their own multiplayer, some of them. It's like, oh, yeah, you have to use, like, the GameSpy server GameSpy oh, was like... the best! Uh, no, so, not like, really, it was terrible. And, and I remember, like, I'm like, Christ, why isn't this, like, Battle.net? Battle.net is, like, so seamless, I have my own handle, I can do, you know,
0: like... And back then, Battle.net was
1: awful. Like, it wasn't that good, but compared to everything else that was out there, it was great. Well, as, like, a matchmaking service, I think it, yeah. was, fa- it, it, it was it was fantastic. Um, You know, like... It,
0: Compared to the Battle.net that we have now.
1: Well, I mean, Battle.net now versus... It, Battle.net back then was just, like... It was basically a matchmaking service with a bunch of chat rooms attached to it. Battle.net now is is a completely different beast. It, the, the only thing they even share is a name in, in terms yeah. of, like, what they do. Um, and then, yeah, World of Warcraft was actually... Um, I, I remember being uh, quite mad at Blizzard, uh, my favorite developer, um, when they announced World of Warcraft, uh, because I really really, really wanted to play StarCraft 2. And they were like, we're not even going to think about StarCraft 2 until World of Warcraft is, uh, like, shipped and out the door. And I was like, oh my god, who cares about these stupid orcs? Uh, And they're like, whatever, who cares? I just, I want to play StarCraft. Uh, So I remember being fairly um, anti-World of Warcraft at the time. I wound up not getting it at launch, uh, which um, I wound up, uh, like, I, I wound up playing it, like, you know, like six months later, um because my friends and my brother was playing it and they were like uh no you should really check this out uh you like diablo which was true uh i love diablo um uh you should check this out it's really good um and then i started playing world of warcraft and that was it wasn't my first massively multiplayer game but it was um it was probably the game that uh i think and i think this is true for a lot of people it was the one that like really made me the longest lasting for some people, or it was the one that had the most critical mass, right? Like, because MMOs, MMO style games that I played before um, did not quite have that same feeling of like, oh my God, there's the server queue and like, I'm in lag forge because there's just too many people crowded around the freaking auction house. Uh, that was the first game that I felt like really that kind of like, uh, it, you know, uh, immersive experience. Uh, and yeah. it felt
0: like, at least for me, it felt like this massive world. Like you would oh, go totally. in and it's just like, it felt like you were just staring out into the world like you had no idea what was in front of you and then you're just running you know to to this guy that has an exclamation point above his head and he's like all right cool what are you going to tell me uh i'm hungry Go, go go kill these 10 wolves and give me wolf meat all right cool great awesome i'll do that and then at the same time you see other people doing the same thing and then it's like all right we're on this quest together this guy must be really hungry if he needs multiple people doing this, and then from there it just evolves into this whole whole th- crazy thing.
1: This guy must be super hungry, but what he doesn't understand is that he's thinning out this wolf population. Uh, these wolves are taking too long to respawn. I can't complete this damn quest. Um, maybe I should invite this other person and party up. Um, yeah, that sort of, like, seamlessness was really really cool to me, especially coming from uh, games like Diablo, uh, StarCraft, StarCraft, um, Unreal Tournament, like, shoot, like, lobby-based games before, to all of a sudden, like... Yeah, where uh, every
0: every game, for, like, a lobby-based game, you have to join a server, play on that server for a little bit, and then it's like, alright, time to find a new game, let me see what happens, where, as in, like, WoW, or any MMO, it doesn't end. Well, at least uh, until Blizzard says it ends. But, oh, you know, does
1: it ever not end?
0: Yeah, It, it like, you know, when you, when you sign out, there are still raptors that need to be killed, and there's still things that need to be collected, and there's still murlocs running around going. Oh, it's it, it never. Uh.
1: I have a fi- I have a file on my desktop right now called Murloc Pile, um, and it's of uh, a screenshot of my World of Warcraft character using the so- the selfie cam, wearing an octopus hat, uh, surrounded by. He's like knee deep in Murloc corpses with a ton of other people uh, in a fishing raid at the end of Warlords of uh, Drenor. and I understand that if you don't play World of Warcraft, everything I just said sounds like uh, an alien language. Um, but it's kind it, it's funny looking back on like my and, and my, just to give my some first context, arrays. I was gonna
0: say just to give some context into that real quick. Uh, there was this uh, item that everyone wanted to fish up. It was super rare. It was
1: a sea turtle mount.
0: Yep. It it was like 1% drop rate for the entire length of this expansion. And this expansion was like, what was it, three years? I don't even remember anymore. How long?
1: How long ago? Yeah. No, Uh, no, no. How long did Warlord last? Two years, just
0: like every other expansion. Oh, two years? Okay. And at one point, Blizzard changed the server system, like the party system. And people realized this and they realized that you can group up together and increase your chances of getting this mount. So what they did was they all stood in their home base.
1: What basically was a completely, like, it was a random chance uh, uh, that one player might play for 10 years and never, ever see. And, yeah, some people figured out a way to sort of, I don't want to say exploit, but they found a way to work the system to their advantage, and in a, like, concerted effort, they were able to, yeah, like, find a way to get... It would. It was basically to increase the odds of it right. dropping. And then you have forty people sitting together, everyone fishing into this pond. Fishing in World of Warcraft is uh, one of the most tedious things you can do. Also, um, the most mundane. Oh my god! It. it, it uh, when you I'm fish, not, I'm not you're, you literally anything. have. You should have Netflix on
0: or something on and another screen, because you're so. The you, press button, button, you press you a weapon. you press a weapon you
1: wait... anywhere between it. 10 and 25 seconds, and then you click an item on the screen, and then you do that over and over, ad nauseam until, I don't know, you get bored, or you match your fishing skill, or you get a sea turtle. Yep. Um, but there were, like, yeah, 40 people crowded on a, you know, 15-yard-wide, like, branch uh, section of beach fishing for this turtle mount. Um, and, then of, of course, people, people
0: get bored, so they start, you know... Uh, like fighting or they, they're like shooting off fireworks or they're putting out like food to eat and, it, and it, it had this huge sense of community. and that's what I love so much about World of Warcraft is it feels like for better or for worse because there are some toxic people in it but the, it feels like a big community. And it, you know especially if you're in a guild which is just a grouping of people uh, who enjoy doing the same tasks together, that's, like, in its simplest form, the way to explain it. Um, you, you get the sense of community and people that you can communicate with and, like, get to know better and all these different things. And, you know, when you have events like BlizzCon and you travel out there and you meet these people in real life, you, you know, everyone just thinks that they're just like an avatar on a screen. But really... There are people behind that avatar as well who you know who are going through the same things as you. They're living in the same world as you, and you get to like communicate on all these different topics. On and you know even with the world that you enjoy. So I think that's what draws me so much to to World of Warcraft. Is it's it really it's just a sense of community.
1: I think. Um, yeah, I think I used to feel that way. About World of Warcraft and I don't as much anymore um, not 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 to any fault of the game um, but I think I don't know if this, it's like a chicken and egg thing I don't know if I play World of Warcraft less so I feel less connected or if I feel less connected so I play less but I at some point over the past one that I started playing 05 12 years sometime in the past 12 years uh, the needle has kind of shifted for me as i've gotten older from like being a more like on the hardcore side of things to sort of moving over towards the I i guess less hardcore uh side of things so you know i tended whereas once i might have like you know sat around in one of the main cities trying to you know recruit players for a dungeon run and like you know sitting in, you know, recruiting players for, like, an hour, then running to the dungeon and trying to get it done for, like, another two or three hours. That was, like, my night's worth of socializing. And if, you know, if I found somebody who was decent to run with, well, geez, I'm going to add them to my friends list because it's, like, you know, it's, like, panning for gold. Oh, my God, I found this guy. He's, he's not terrible and he's funny. Uh, so let me go back with him. Um, towards kind yeah, of... and essentially, just really quick, the, the idea of that is... You, you have this,
0: it's almost like a chat room. Uh, you have a chat channel, and you'd say, looking for a tank, you know, someone to, to hold aggro against the mobs, to hold the threat against the mobs, or looking for a healer to keep people alive. Mm. And you can spend
1: hours doing that. Just that. Oh, I did. Trying to find a group. And you get four out of the... You, 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 you have a group almost completed, you need one more person, but then it's been so long that one of the guys is like, sorry, gotta go. Yep. And you're like, okay, you go to this city and look for people. Um, but I think as I've, like, uh, as time's gone on, and I've gravitated less from, like... I don't put that effort in anymore, partly because, one, uh, the game is streamlined in such a way that I don't necessarily need to, but also, two, I just don't feel like doing that anymore. And I gravitated more towards, like, playing with... Um, people I knew, like like my friends, uh, that sort of thing. Um, and then, you know, as... I, I, I used to joke that World of Warcraft is like a very advanced spreadsheet simulator that just happens to have a chat room bolted to it. Um, so, as... You and know,
0: and I, it is very numbers-heavy and all that nonsense.
1: A lot, a lot of numbers. Yep. A lot of numbers flying around that black box. Um, but yeah, I feel like... I, I, I mean... I, I wouldn't say I'm disappointed because, I mean, 12 years of the game... And I, you know, I'll, I'll still check out the new expansion, and from time to time I'll check in to see what the, what the happenings are. And um, we still
0: go to BlizzCon and get super hype about everything that's going on uh, there.
1: I do go to BlizzCon. Um, but BlizzCon is... BlizzCon, for me, is not just the World of Warcraft thing. BlizzCon is this giant event for this, you know, for this company that has made some of my favorite games of all time. So, it, you know, if it was just like the World of Warcraft con... Uh, I might still go, but I don't know that I would feel the same way as they do for... It's like, oh, cu- cool, let me go see, like, what they're doing with, you know, StarCraft, Diablo, whatever. It's not just about World of Warcraft. Um, right. But, yeah, I, I don't know... I, I, I was I was talking about this on Twitter the other day. I, I was saying, like, um, geez, since I started playing, like, massively multiplayer games uh, in general, they've kind of, like, ruined, um other game genres for me. Not ruined in the sense that I won't play them, but um, there's this there's a sense of, like... I, I still get satisfaction from a single-player game, for sure, um, but there's something in the back of my head that's like, oh, I'm doing all this, and, like, you know, I I get personal satisfaction out of this, but the only people who are ever going to see this save game file is me. Uh, so, in, for some games, that's enough, right? Like, okay, cool, like, this game... Uh, it entertains me. Uh, I had fun with it, and then you know, a few weeks after I've started playing it, I've completed. I've beat it. Whatever I've gotten, what I want to out of it, and then that's it. I push it to the side. Whereas, you know, massively with uh, multiplayer games, I, there's this there's this feeling of like, okay, um, even if I'm not totally enraptured with the actual mechanics of playing this game at the time, um, there are other draws to it. Um, there, there's, a, there's a larger metagame around it. There's, like you said, that sense of uh, community around it. There are other aspects of, of that that draw me in in ways that other genres don't. Um, and I read an interesting blog article. Basically, the, the, main, the main thesis was that uh, MMOs have... Uh, they're so... At this point, they're so massive in scope, uh, MMORPGs. They, they, they pack in every feature under the sun um that e- like so World of Warcraft has fishing right uh it, it's basically a mini game um but it's there uh you know Final Fantasy 14 has card battling you know has, like a collectible card game like these games have so much they're kind of like it, 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 not every system in an MMO is super deep but the breadth of them is so wide whereas a more focused game maybe like you know um I don't know, uh, Zelda Breath of the Wild, to use an example, doesn't have necessarily that breadth of content, but what's there might be a little deeper, or, you know, um, uh, people, uh, like, Dark Souls is a good example, right? Like, oh, yeah, the combat system in Dark Souls is really, really tight, right? People get really involved in that. Um, like, does the combat feel, like, more technical, more dexterous than, like, World of Warcraft? Yeah, sure. Um, but when I play Dark Souls, um, it's like, okay, if I'm not in the mood for, like, Dark Souls-y style combat right now, then, like, mm, I'm not g- I am not personally am not going to get too much out of Dark Souls. Um, uh, but there's something about, like, the massively multiplayer genre that, like, I don't know, e- even not at RPGs, massive multiplayer, anything, there, there's some extra sort of pull there for me that I don't know that it's, like, ever going away, and I find myself now more sort of, I guess you could say, like, chasing after that high, um, wondering, like, ah, oh, man, it'd be cool to, like, forget everything I knew about this game and, like, start fresh and go run around as a gnome in, like, Coldridge Valley and kill a bunch of trogs again uh, and sort of, like, rediscover everything for the first time. Um, because despite how, like, massive they are, after 12 years, I've kind of seen and done uh, nearly everything there is to do in that game. Um, so, you know, I'm fine at this point checking in from time to time, seeing what's new and checking it out. But I don't necessarily feel that same sort of like compunction, uh, compulsion every single day to like check in, see what's going on, uh, and a bunch of my friends have either moved on, playing different servers, just don't play anymore. So that aspect of it is is kind of gone for me.
0: That's fair. I mean, for me, it's as you said, you know. Uh, friends that I played with, you know, were either on different servers or they stopped playing. You know, things change. It happens. Um, I did find a group of people that I like playing with. Um, yeah, but they're
1: Alliance, so, you know. Whatever. But, Alliance is gross. If, if you're listening to this podcast and you play on Alliance, um, unsubscribe. I don't want you to listen to my oh podcast. Oh god, you are the worst. We're supposed to... When tr- we go to... Bl- when we go to BlizzCon, uh, I know Mets is not going to be there, but when they do the For the Alliance, For the Horde thing, if you say For the Alliance, um, I don't I don't know. We're going to have a problem. What am I supposed to
0: say? I've played Alliance for the past, like, year. Well, you're supposed to say For the Horde. Yeah, except that whoever is playing on the Horde is not enough people.
1: You can't have a three-person
0: uh, guild. It doesn't work.
1: Yeah, it's true. That's
0: we true. need... Bring back people, you know? Let's let's
1: start recruiting? Sure. Absolutely, oh. I'll play. Hold on, let me look at my list of things uh, I want to do. Uh, oh yes, recruiting and running a guild. Somewhere, uh, I already have my wisdom teeth out, so it's like after that. Uh, it, it But it's kind of, it's right in front of getting hit by a truck. Uh, so I can't say it's last on my list of things that I'd like to do, but it's pretty far And down then there. you wonder why I switched. Well, I mean, I'm not saying... Um,
0: no, I'm not saying... And where have yeah. you been? You joined the Alliance. You were going to start playing.
1: Yeah, but then I was like,
0: eh. And then you went to Final Fantasy fourteen. another MMO. I, ha-
1: I haven't played a lot of Final Fantasy
0: 14. Yeah, I mean, Final Fantasy fourteen, great game. Fantastic. Abs- if you like a game with storytelling, that is your game.
1: It's an... M- uh, the story in Final Fantasy fourteen is like one of my major nits to pick with that game. Yeah,
0: but how elaborate is it?
1: So, well, okay... Huh. Okay, so Final Fantasy fourteen is interesting in the sense By the that's way, in Final case
0: Final you 14. can't tell, we like MMOs. Let's put that out there I now. Do, we we both, I, that's why we get along so well. It's one of the reasons why, at least, is we both enjoy games that are of the MMO esque. Even Destiny, you know, we we recorded a separate podcast all about, actually two of them, all about the uh, Destiny beta.
1: Destiny's not MMO. Ah! It's, Here we go. Let's fight. No, I'm just No. <laughs> No, I'm just kidding. MMO esque, okay? I did say esque. MMO adjacent. Yes.
0: Anyway, go ahead. Final Fantasy XIV. So, okay. There is so, After this, there is one topic that we do have to cover, which is very okay. important, but I'm not going to say what it is yet.
1: Go. Oh boy. Uh, okay, so Final Fantasy XIV uh, is a theme park, same way that World of Warcraft is a theme park. They're not sandbox games, right? There's like you know a set of content, and you move through it. Uh, the key difference between 14 and World of Warcraft is not the only difference between them. Um, but uh, World of Warcraft, uh, each zone has a story, there's an overarching story, uh, but you're kind of free to engage the content uh, however you want, provided you're uh, at a sufficient level to do that content. Final Fantasy 14 is not like that at all. Uh, there is a main storyline that you have to complete in order to unlock pretty much everything in that game. Dungeons are hidden behind the main storyline. Uh, access to expansion zones are hidden behind the main storyline. Everything is locked behind the main storyline. So to give you an idea, uh, Final Fantasy XIV's newest expansion came out at the end of June, uh, and I have it. And I'm playing... Uh, I, I have it installed, right? I'm playing one of the classes that was added to the expansion. Uh, and that expand- the newest expansion covers levels 60 to 70. Um, I'm currently playing... I'm level 64? Um, so I'm not at the level cap yet, and I've not even... Finished the storyline from the previous expansion, and I can't even go to the new zones yet because I haven't finished the storyline yet. So, yeah, if you like it, it, buy the boost. If you, no, 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 no. So, <laughs> actually, so I'm, I'm actually pretty close, and yeah, Final Fantasy XIV does let you buy a uh, boost that will, but the problem with that is, well, there's a couple problems with it. One, it's like $40 yeah. and I don't want to spend that now, money. Now,
0: granted, the main story quests will take you they're pretty good but they will take you forever to complete yeah or like like it's so it's so tedious there is a a lot lot of
1: them so that's the other so is one of the other problems uh final fantasy 14 um uh they release content super regularly like way more regular than blizzard does they have a like a schedule they set it they stick to it these this stuff the way i'm playing it catching up and basically boom, 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 doing things right after another is not how... I don't want to say it's not how it's intended to be played, but it's not how I would be experiencing this content if I had been doing it when it was current. Um, I would finish the expansion, you know, stuff. Uh, I would wait a couple months, then there would be a patch, which would have anywhere between 8 to 10 story quests, which I would do, wait another couple months. It's meant to be a little more spread out, which, when you think of it like that, it's like, okay, that makes a little more, you know... A little more palatable, uh, but they definitely start to drag when you have to knock them out like one after another, which is how I'm doing it. Uh, but yeah, I'm not gonna buy a potion because the further I get, the less the, the potion. They don't prorate the price, so it's not like okay, I've got ten quests left. It's like well, okay, well, give us two dollars. Yep, here you go. <laughs> um, and the other thing is, it doesn't just unlock the new stuff for you. It completes the old quests. It marks them as complete. So if I ever did want to go back and like play those quests. I couldn't, so uh, I'm kind of a completionist with with certain aspects of games. So I was like, no, I don't want to have this option taken away from me. Uh, I want to actually do it. So I, I'm working my way through them, um, which is fine because, like, on the one hand, you know, why would I be paying to skip part of the game? It's not like I'm like rushing to do any progression rating in this game. Um, so interestingly, uh, so 14 has a big story focus. Um, actually, another game like that, uh, Guild Wars 2. Actually, they just had their expansion reveal trailer today. Their new expansion uh, reveal trailer. Uh, They're pretty heavily story focused, too. Yeah, it it comes out in, like, September or something. You can go pre-order right now. Um, So, uh, they have... Yeah, they have... um, They have a similar sort of setup in that, like, story is, like, central to that game. um, And they (laughs) release it episodically. um, And their model is... I'm not going to get into their, like, you know... uh, their monetization model for how they release their stuff. Um, but they don't require you to complete previous story paths or episodes in order to play the new stuff. So it's a, it's a little bit easier to maybe go away for a couple months. Uh, Is that a bunny year. mount? Uh, oh yeah, they're adding mounts. But it's a um, bunny. Yeah. I haven't looked, so I'll, I'll, I'll assume that yeah, it's a oh, bunny mount. Oh,
0: sorry. Alright. <laughs> I'm gonna keep looking Small- at this.
1: Uh, yeah. Um... So they do it in a way that, you know, you can dip back in and out. Final Fantasy XIV, if I leave for six months and I come back, it's like, hey, that story quest you didn't finish six months ago, you still have to finish it. And you still have to use that. So they're a little bit different. Whereas with WoW, I'm at the level cap for the expansion. I can hop back in and, you know... Uh, I'm not really the only thing holding me back from completing certain content would be like is my character well equipped enough to do this content versus have you done a series of 25 arbitrary fetch quests to unlock this content that doesn't really exist
0: I I I feel like for me that's the m- biggest drawback of Final Fantasy 14 it, oh, it's it's dating. Totally like
1: the it, longer you st- yeah it, it, that's what's the keeping me away, away from the it. worse it gets yeah
0: that and that's what's keeping me away from it is I don't want I an expansion comes out. Buy the potion. I, I buy. Shut up. I, I buy the expansion. Buy the potion. I trust me. I looked at it. I oh I thought about it for a while and then I was like you know what I don't play this game enough for that um, because you don't
1: because you're not the current content. If you bought the potion, tell you what. When I get the Stormblood content, I'll let you know. Then you can buy the potion. We can go through it together. Oh my god, I hate you so much. Um. Yeah, I you know I'll be the first person online
0: to buy the expansion, be super hyped for it. Start playing it and one nice thing is that at least that they've been doing their new characters that they introduce in those expansions, they're a little bit more leveled up. You don't start at like 1. You start at uh what is this one F- maybe 50? I think.
1: Oh, for the new uh the new the new uh classes, the new jobs. Yeah, yeah they start at 50, which is nice cuz in Heaven's Word, the previous expansion, you not only needed to be level 50, but you also had to have access to the expansion area, which, as we just said, you might not. Uh, with the Stormblood ones, you have to be level 50, but you don't have to have access to Stormblood. So I've actually been playing as one of the new jobs, even though I have not access, I have not unlocked Stormblood content yet.
0: Yeah, uh, I I started leveling a samurai for a little bit, and it was cool, you know? I was like, alright, this is this is interesting, but I think that the other thing that draws me away from Final Fantasy XIV is it almost feels like every class has a combo system. Uh, they all do.
1: Yeah, yeah. And, and and I don't
0: know if I like that. Like, I can't get into it. Yeah,
1: um... Yeah, um... Yeah, I don't really have anything to say, other than that's how the class works. Right, is. and it's
0: a different game. Obviously, like... I think because I played WoW for so long, any game that I try that is in the same vein, you know, an MMO, I'm going to compare it to WoW because that's, like, my bread and butter. That's what I know, and I'm not, you know, I'm not used to these different things. Like, I was playing Secret World the other day, and I was like, what the hell is this game?
1: Oh, the new one? The Rebels, yeah. Legends?
0: was it? Uh, what the hell is this game? Like, granted, I, played- I think I only got through the tutorial, and I was like, all right, I'm good, but... It's very different from, you know, every, like, any MMO that we know, so.
1: Yeah, I played, I played, I I played The Secret World prior to, uh, sometime a couple years ago, and I was like, eh. Yeah,
0: I I felt the same way, you know, like, I I was in a Twitch chat. When I played that, I'd rather
1: go play Guild Wars.
0: I could see that. I I think Guild Wars probably lends itself more to my liking than other MMOs that I've played. Um, granted i haven't gone through the whole story of guild wars 2 uh i used the.
1: oh you haven't learned about trahern and the sunken continent of Orr and the dragon zaitan the undead dragon man one of the great dragons why can i not
0: mute your mic uh you don't do you want me to continue no. <laughs> <laughs> um no and 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 you know just to like kind of wrap up this whole chat i think it goes back to the whole credence of like, the, like this. The, the, we play these games because we enjoy their worlds. We enjoy what they bring. Uh, you know, e- each one's going to be different, but it, all in all, like, I, I guess you and I both look for the same type of, of experience. Uh, that immersion. That, that. Well,
1: I I don't know that that's true because I play Horde and you play Alliance. So clearly, we're looking for different things. Oh my god. Here. I'm sorry. Here,
0: please
1: continue. Here's my. I'll be- I'll mute myself. No,
0: it's please. okay. Actually, I need you to uh, answer the next part. This is this is probably the final topic that we're going to talk about.
1: Yes, yes. You mentioned you had one more topic and we're we're pushing an hour, so let's let's wrap R- this up. And I'll have more I'll have more thoughts on Guild Wars 2 next. We're week. Already o- Oh, there's actually there's actually um early uh, preview free access for Guild Wars 2 expansion stuff I think this weekend. So mm-hmm. maybe I'll check that out.
0: Is it something you buy or you could just like
1: no, uh, it's enabled uh, for any account I think that is already Guild Wars Two, and if you don't already have an account, you can create one and check it out. I don't know. Check. I like I said, haven't watched any of the trailers or anything yet. Well, um, Guild
0: Wars Two is free. Uh, their expansion, Heart of Thorns, I think you have to buy. Uh,
1: Guild Wars Two. No, it's you have to pay to play. Guild Wars Two. Not monthly. Yeah, it's not monthly. I thought it, I thought oh, Guild yeah.
0: Wars Two is free, and then the expansion stuff you buy.
1: Oh, is that how they do it? I believe now, so. Okay. What was your topic? I'm gonna. We're gonna get so far in the weeds here. I could be here all night talking about Guild Wars. Please. So
0: earlier today, uh, and again, this is one of those shackles of despair that that uh-huh. we, that we talked about earlier.
1: Maybe we should name this. Maybe we should, maybe we should name the podcast shackles of despair. Well,
0: that that goes into this topic. We were talking about names for this podcast, and yes, uh, we couldn't agree on
1: one yet. Okay. You are we doing this on the yeah, air? What if we, do, but what if we choose a name that we don't mention here? I'm reserving the right to choose a name that we don't talk so about. So you know
0: what? Let's at least talk about them, and if we can't come to a conclusion, does the audience need to hear this? Why not? I said we're I, not talking about this until the mics are hot. We got hot mics right
1: now. All right. Uh, if somehow you've managed to stay with us for the, the previous 66 minutes, uh, I, I, okay, Th- let's thank go. you, I guess. <laughs> Get ready for some hot naming action. You know, it takes me like six hours to name my characters in MMOs. Just how? how uh, okay, at least you go with
0: the theme of the character. I, I try to name everything after Snacky because I like Snacky. I, yeah, that and, th- and you don't even spell it no. right,
1: which really just grinds my. Yep. I,
0: and I do it mainly to piss you off because I know oh. I know how anal you are about stuff like that. So it makes me oh, p- if
1: he ever comes back and plays on this <laughs> server, he's going to see my name <laughs> and get so mad. And that's why I haven't been playing.
0: Okay, now now we know the real reason. Um, That's it. It's, it's your character name. So we came up with a couple of different names. Okay. I really like Barons Chat.
1: Barons Chat, I think, is very good.
0: Uh, and for again, for those that don't know, the Barons is a zone in World of Warcraft. Uh, what was the zone? Was, eh, it's still a zone. It
1: hasn't, be, has not been the single Barons since 2010. All right, it's Northern the Barons years.
0: House, but whatever. It's a zone. Um, it was this massive zone because you'd spend almost 30 levels there. And each zone, at least back in the day, had its own chat channel. So the barons channel, because you were there for so long, basically became the the talk of anything. You can just chat about anything in there, and sometimes those topics would go a little.
1: There were a ton of people there. There were a ton of <laughs> levels of experience because it was, it was it was it was it was it was simultaneously the zone that like new players who had just finished like the the tutorial type sections would be dumped into knowing nothing about the game and then uh people who were like you know halfway to the level cap who were still in the freaking barons grinding away um look up man Crick's wife um we don't have to get into it now so okay but baron chat for me
0: resonates with me because it was a chat about anything people would talk about whatever they wanted not world warcraft related not even gaming related it could be whatever right and that's kind of what if we do continue doing this podcast, I can see it becoming... Like, yes, we both love video games, and that's going to be a majority of the topics, but, you know, we could talk about, uh, the, I don't know, food or, or politics or food. whatever. Food!
1: Food! No, we're not talking about politics. i never talking about those. Thank you. I'm, uh, I'm glad I we agree talk, on one thing. We could talk about
0: food. Not this week. All right. But, you know, things in the... Whatever. I can see i can see it being a, a conversation about different things and that's what the baron okay. chat was that's my memory of it that's what i remember so that was one thing that came up uh you okay. had one and i, I, had, I and i, had, and I, had I told one. you that we were not going to discuss this unless we were unless the mics were hot uh what was the uh, na- let me feel my mic
1: what, oh it's pretty hot what
0: yeah that's because we've been recording for over an hour uh what what was it what was it that you said i said a few uh the latest one it was uh trash talk Trash Talk. That, that yeah, was I'm the one that, that, that stuck with you. Give me give me your your pitch on why this podcast should be called Trash Talk, even though there's already podcasts called Trash Talk.
1: Well, this is a lot of podcasts called Trash Talk. Yeah, that's fine, but this is our Trash no, Talk. No, but it's uh, our Trash like? Talk, but if people go and look up
0: Trash Talk and they find other podcasts, that doesn't help us. We need advertising because I need money.
1: <laughs> All right. Okay, so my pitch for Trash Talk. Okay, so hold on one second. You want to be visible in podcasts. You, you, somebody think... Never mind. Okay, trash talk. This Why is the like beginning
0: of a conglomerate. All right. Okay. We're gonna start a Wh- podcast chain, a podcast okay. revolution.
1: All right. Why do I like trash talk? Um, one, it is not uh, tied to any one specific game. Um, two, uh, trash is a um, it's a kind of MMO term, uh, basically referring to enemies in a dungeon. Uh, that are not boss enemies, they're trash mobs. Uh, They exist basically to uh, provide little to no challenge um, and basically waste the player's time uh, as they progress through this dungeon uh, for little to no reward, Um, but if you go through enough of it, eventually you'll get to the big boss and his shiny loot at the end. Uh, which I thought was fitting uh, for a podcast about the two of us blathering on incessantly about um, massively multiplayer games and games in general. And maybe food, but never politics. Um, never politics. I brought. I right. said
0: politics, but I hate politics. I'm never talking about
1: politics. Uh, continuing my pitch. Um, I really like alliteration, um, and trash talk is two T's. Uh, so trash talk, right there. Um, three, trash talk, even though trash is a, uh, MMO-specific term, uh, trash talk is a concept that exists outside the gaming space, you could trash talk, uh, somebody, it's kind of got, like, a little bit of, like, um, I don't know, like a certain sort of, I don't know, uh, humor to it, built into it, um, if I said, oh, these, these guys are trash talking each other, it kind of plays off the somewhat antagonistic, um, relationship that, uh, we can have sometimes when we go back and forth, um... And, uh, yeah, that's why I like Trash Talk. That was my pick. Fair
0: enough. Okay. All right. Um, there was another one that came up. Uh, if my iMessage would load. Here we go. And it's
1: not doing that. Oh, so apparently, uh, also, before we go too much longer, I'm fine recording. Um, somebody last week said that the. Longish Destiny 2 cast we did on the other podcast. Uh, the audio got desynced towards the end, so hopefully that doesn't happen here. Uh, that's good to know. I, that wasn't even that long. It wasn't over an hour. It was around an hour, so we're we're charting, un, uncharted waters here. Well, we'll see what happens, because this is,
0: what, episode zero? Like, I don't even know what the hell is going on right now. What was the other title? I don't know. I was looking for it. I can't find it. Because uh, this iChat is not loading, and plus we were doing a lot of conversating. Uh, do you remember what I think you mentioned it?
1: Uh, the second
0: job cast.
1: Oh yeah, uh, that was like kind of a joke title that I threw out. I don't really like that one, so I'm I'm not gonna fight for that one because I don't really like do it. your dailies. Oh yeah, that yeah, I, I do like <laughs> do your dailies. That was pretty give me good. give me give me your pitch
0: on do your dailies then since you came up with it. What what are you, uh, what are you feeling on that one?
1: Also as slightly alliterative kind of refers to a you know another like MMO uh, RPG thing the, the sense of like a daily quest um, to, uh, that was really it more than anything like a like a MMO sort of in joke um, I also liked kind of w- weekly reset especially if we did uh, a weekly podcast um, another tied uh, most of these are specifically tied to uh, MMO mechanics you know uh, I, I, so. I
0: like weekly reset. Now that you said that and thinking about it, that one is not bad. Okay. This, this requires some thought. All right. So I, I, uh, I, I well, never thought that we were going to obviously name the podcast right here because that would just be dumb. Um,
1: that's what you said. You said we have to talk about this. No, I said we, we have, have, to, to, talk we have
0: to talk about it. But I don't want to come up with the name on, on the air, on the hot mics, and right. say, man, there's a hot mic right now, not me.
1: I was going (laughs) to say, turn your your racing off. Not what I'm going for. Um, So, when you guys see this podcast in your RSS feed, you'll already know what we decided to call it. And you'll get to hear this at the end. So, if you stuck it out this long, uh, come back. And
0: thank you. you. Um, But, yes, we are going to attempt to do this weekly. A lot of it will be focused on video games.
1: So much video games. A lot of video games. And food in video games. Food Food in video games. Up next week, you'll get my review of Cooking Mama and Overcooked and Two we Games. We can about we can talk
0: about Nomi in World of Warcraft. Scott, I don't know if Just I don't saying, I don't know if you know who I am.
1: I do. I know who you are. We're not getting into it. Not getting into it. End this podcast.